As of March 4th, 2023, including watching Demon Slayer twice, I'm at 26. You're you're kidding. You are not. <laughs> no, look. You look. are not. <laughs> like it's all right there. You're kidding. That is so, not true. Hello and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm your host, Mr. Nick Barrett, and as always, I'm joined by my ride or die, Mr. Jackson Glass. And today, we are going to be talking about something that I have wanted to talk about for a while now, and it took a lot of convincing to get Jackson to put it on the schedule, Mm -hmm. but it's the downfall of Disney. Like, Disney as a whole, including Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar and the parks and, like, just Disney as a whole company... Cause it's, and I mean, you could have said the Walt Disney Company in the title, but that's kind of a mouthful to put, like, the downfall of the Walt we Disney know. Company. Like, overcomplicated. Um, but, and I guess this is, like, a series now, as all of these different companies start to fall apart. Because we did the downfall of Warner Bros. back in September, when they were, like, just destroying HBO Max and destroying their own, like, company, and it was falling apart. I mean, still is. But... Today we're talking about Disney because we have enough evidence to make some really solid arguments as to the downfall of Disney. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But I would also argue this is the longest our show notes have ever been. We're clocking in at what, like four pages, I think? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, this this is three full pages. Yeah, three full pages. Um, But... Before we get into that, we're going to do our usual weekly recap, like what we've been watching. We're going to talk about the results of the poll for what anime Jackson will be watching next. And we're also going to announce a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of a competition between me and Jackson going on for the rest of the year. And then we'll get into our main topic. So stick around for that. Let's jump into it. Jackson, how has your week been, sir? Well, my week is pretty good, but I also think you should follow on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast and on YouTube at The Nerdiest Podcast. <clears throat> anyway, links in the description for all that. My week has been pretty good. It it was very busy. School school gets crazy. And we're on spring break now. Thank God. It Listen, I needed spring break so bad, but I got to run, I've been dipping into more production stuff, which is really interesting. Um, I got to run tech at a really big bingo game. And so that was really fun to just kind of be over and like do a big, big production on that. Other than that, I've just been kind of hanging out, playing board games. We're really into Ticket to Ride right now. And let me tell you, if you play Ticket to Ride, you'll know this feeling. You'll know this experience. We were playing last night and I thought I was going to win. Well, you know, when you have it in your heart, you're like, I'm going to win. Like, this is, mm, I have a lot of sixes on here. All right. I'm going to win. And then I got third and it hurt so bad because I was so confident. I said, I, uh, I only had two routes. That's why. Anyway, not to nerd out about Ticket to Ride. If you like Ticket to Ride, send me a DM because I want to talk about it. But other than that, hanging out, watching movies. Um, oh, his poor lights aren't connecting to the app. So sad. I 
yeah, just been watching movies, hanging out. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what movies we're watching here in a minute. Um, let me open my letterbox to see if there's anything specific I want to talk about. I don't think so, but I saw, you know, I watched Megamind. I watched The Force Awakens again. That's about it. Nothing crazy, but we'll get into that. Yeah, that's my week. Nick, how's your week? Honestly, it's been pretty good. Um, I can't think of anything substantial. Oh, well, that's a lie. I went to <laughs> um, the weekend, I think it was like two weeks ago now, because um, it's been a hot minute since we recorded. We had to mm-hmm. pre-record the last episode because I went to a convention um, with some friends. Like I went, I drove out of town um, to go to the convention. It was really fun. Um, I don't have any of the merch that I got on hand. I can tell you there's a Persona 5 Funko Pop up there. Um, there's, I got Epic Mickey 2 for my Wii U, um, for $10. Okay. What a steal. I see you. Um, and then I also got like a couple, um, Doki Doki Literature Club pins for my backpack. But other than that, it was a great time. Just nice to get out of the house and like go hang out with some good mm-hmm. friends who listen to the podcast. Hi friends. I won't Hi, name friends. Just out of respect I mean, for she designed her logo. Um, so <laughs> That's true. That's true. Shout out. Um, I will also say, long ongoing saga, I finally beat Persona 5 Royal, 125 hours. Yay. And with that being done, I've had a lot more time to watch movies, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing Fire Emblem Engage right now, but that is so much l- more low maintenance mm-hmm. than Persona 5. Like I can jump on, put a couple hours into it, and call it a night, and I don't have to... like. It's story focused, but it's not like as heavy story focused. So, in terms of movies I've watched recently, I mean, I went and saw Ant Man, and mm. I'm sure we'll talk about it because it's part of like the Disney downfall t- thing. It was okay. It wasn't great. It's not great. Um, <laughs> it's not really great. not. I will say, I will say, Cassie Lang, new MCU crush. Oh my gosh. I'm saying. That's terrible. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, I also watched the Demon Slayer movie twice. Twice. In theaters yesterday. Back to back. This man watched um, the same when movie I say back twice. Back, <laughs> hey, it was in English once and it was in Japanese once. You got to get you gotta get both sides. Okay. Um, the movie was good. It was definitely worth it to see that episode 10 fight on screen. But... I do wish they had done a little bit more editing because Mm. you can tell they really just took episode 10.mp4, episode 11.mp4, and season 3 episode 1.mp4 and put them all in the premiere timeline and then just hit export and sent the movie to theaters. They didn't, like, take the time to cut out the endings, like the ending Mm. credits of those two episodes. So, like... There were people who left the theater after episode 11 because it had a very, like, because it was the end of the season. So it had a very cinematic, like, scrolling credits Mm -hmm. type. It wasn't the normal anime ending. So people left. They thought it was over. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right. You should have found a different way to transition into the new stuff. But the new stuff was really good. I'm going to be honest. Demon Slayer looks way too cinematic for a TV anime. Um, like 
it's it's just so good, and I can't wait for season three to come out next month. Yay. But other than that, um, I mean, I went and saw Cocaine Bear, but I can't really talk about that on the podcast because it's not. It's not a family, not a family friendly movie. I wasn't it was gonna bring good. this up. I also went and but saw. But it's not it. a family friendly movie. <laughs> Don't go. See, no, do not condone pretty much anything in that movie. It's really funny. No. <laughs> Don't go see it. It's really it's, funny. It's no. really violent. It's just rated R. Do you know why it's really funny no. and good? Because I don't need to know 9,000 things about the thing. If you know about drugs and you know about bears, you're set. You're set. <laughs> you can go watch that movie. I, I like to uh, think that this podcast can be family friendly while also bringing up some of the topics that like that we, we can talk about, even if we don't dig deep. I could say right. I could like, say, say we went and saw it, went but we're not gonna it. like dive into it. I don't it. condone it, no, but it's really don't funny. Do drugs. They're terrible for you. <laughs> it's uh, it was mildly traumatizing, but ten out of ten. <laughs> mildly, I think you mean severely. It was severely um, traumatizing. <laughs> really, just awful. It was horrendously traumatizing. Hilarious movie though. <laughs> Also, movie, kind of on a completely separate note, movie I really want to see before it leaves theaters, and I'll let you know if I do, is Jesus Revolution. That looks Dude, really same. good. Yeah, it looks I really good. I want to go see I've it, because I've only good. heard good things about it. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of want to go verify mm-hmm. if it's good or not. Because Christian and also, like, movies is are it... or miss. Yeah, you also have to, like... I'm a little more wary of Christian movies because mm-hmm. some of them, like, God's Not Dead. Ooh, it's oh. a Christian movie, not a good Christian movie. No. Uh, yeah. N- no. It, there's a lot of. Because some, like, some Christian movies just there. aren't. Yeah, they're not spiritually sound. Yeah. But from what I've heard about Jesus Revelation, it sounds like it is pretty spiritually sound. So I want to go see it and. Um, see for myself and i will report back yeah my, my findings should i go see jesus revolution between now and the next episode which my I mom really will. liked it so who's to say yeah, um, i mean i trust your mom more than 90 percent of uh <laughs> rotten tomatoes critics th based <laughs> um so i want to dig into so, this a little bit the last i think it was two episodes ago i said i wanted to set a challenge for myself i wanted to watch at least 100 movies this year. And that that met with mixed reviews. Some people were like, oh, go for it. That's so easy. You can do that. Others were like, that's a waste of time. I think it's fun. I'm going to do it. And so Nick kind of hopped on this train and he said, okay, I have a proposition. What if this was a competition? And so who can watch 100 movies the fastest? And we're only going to update each other on how many movies we've watched on podcasts. So pretty yes. much we will be updated on each other's numbers bi-weekly and that's it. So we'll talk about what movies we have been watching and be like, yo, I saw this. I thought it was good. Cause that's our normal conversations, but we're not going to be like, I've seen 30 movies so far. Suck it. Like that's not, we're not going to do that. Right. So other couple rules we said just generally don't be sweaty um, what I mean by that is like, don't, don't be that guy that's like, oh, I have a Saturday free, you may as well watch eight movies so that I can just bump that number up. Like, w- don't watch movies just to get the number up. Like, 
because that's not fun. That's not fun. That's dumb. Ruins right. it for everyone. Don't be sweaty. I mean, do we have any other rules? Oh, you have to. You don't have to watch the movie in one sitting, but you have to watch from beginning to end. Yeah. So I watched you The Force Awakens like, the other day, but I watched it in you two can't sittings. Sit down. Yeah, I I've done that with a couple of movies. Like I think I watched uh, Toy Story two in two sittings or Toy Story three. One or the other. Oh, I forgot to mention, I watched Toy Story 3 this week and it made me cry, which was a super out-of-body experience because I'd never cried in a movie before. Anyway, mm. anyway. Um, <laughs> you can watch a movie in two sittings, but it can't be like, oh, I went downstairs for dinner and my parents were watching Grease and I caught the last half of Grease. So let me count Grease yeah. as one of my uh, movies. No. You no. have to see the beginning of right. the movie and the end of a movie. And Not I... in the same sitting, but you do have to see both of them. Like I was working on, I was editing the other day and someone had Transformers on. So I technically was there for the entirety of Transformers, but I could not describe the plot to you at all. So I was not actually watching it. So I can't count that. So just laying some ground rules. If you'd like to participate, feel free, like hop on the train. But I have not heard your updated movie count in a while. Okay. Do you what, want to go first or should I go first? the last number you heard? I think the last number I heard, I can't remember if it was like six or like 11. I think as of us doing the Sword Art Online episode, which would have been the last time I told you, I'm pretty sure it was like six. Okay. Because I think I had watched like Weathering With You, the Sword Art Online movie, John Wick, and then like two Lego movies or something. And yes. that was the last time I updated you. Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. Before I go first, Since I have... you're the one who started the challenge. Yes. I have one more rule before I say is rewatches do count. So I've seen Puss in Boots twice this year. That counts as two movies because I watched it all the way through okay. twice. Anyway. And um, like I saw Demon Slayer twice yesterday. So mm-hmm, that, that counts. That counts as two. So as of now, time of recording, March 4th, 2023, I am at 25 movies. <laughs> Oh, okay, 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 and that's that's including Puss in Boots twice. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready? You know, this is I'm a fourth of the way there. Okay, are I'm really nervous. I'm afraid you're gonna be at like 42. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at 42. I can tell you that. Um, right now, as of 11 a.m. on March 4th, 2020. You said 2022. Oh, did I? Way. My bad. <laughs> it's still yeah. early. Uh, <laughs> As of March 4th, 2023, including watching Demon Slayer twice, I'm at 26. You're you're kidding. You are not. <laughs> no, look. You look. are not. Like <laughs> it's all right there. You're kidding. That is so, not true. <laughs> if anyone will remember, when Jackson announced that he was going to do this whole thing, I was like, how are you going to do that? That's so hard. He was like, oh, well, I just watch movies while I work. Like, it, yeah. you know, and then I commit to the work. Um, so while I sit here and work on scripts and thumbnails and stuff, I've watched the Lego movie, the Lego Ninjago movie, Emperor's New Groove, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Hamilton, Winnie the Pooh, Robin Hood, Monsters, Inc., and Toy Story 1 through 3. I also sat down and watched all three of the remaining Evangelion movies I needed to watch. I watched Inside and the Outtakes. The Little Mermaid, Ant-Man, Cocaine Bear, and then I watched like an Amazon Prime original. 
that I'm not going to name because I don't want anybody to go watch it because it was bad. Um, but I should not have told you that. Having watched Demon Slayer twice, I I'm at 26. Not, I should not have told you that. Uh, <laughs> it's not over. It's not over. So here's my question. No, it's not over. Do you want to do first to 100 or do you want to do most by the end of the year? Hmm. Because we could do first to 100 first and then go from there. I think we should do first to 100 first and then if we want to do some form of like double or nothing mm -hmm. uh, for most by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And by end of the year, I mean when we record our last episode yeah. of the year. Yeah. That'll be the cutoff. The end of the podcast um, year. <laughs> yes. Uh, which will be like the beginning of December. Mm -hmm. So... I think we okay. can do that. We'll just do first to 100 and then double or nothing most here's, this year. Here's the thing. Once Tears of the Kingdom is out, your movie consumption <laughs> is going to go so far down. No, it's so true. So that's my chance. That's my chance. Especially because okay. I'm like low-key probably getting a part-time job sometime in March or April. Mm -hmm. So like. Between Tears of the Kingdom and also like going out and working, yeah, yeah my movie consumption is going to go down. So, um, but there's hope. All it takes is one break, and I'm to catch right back up. So you no, better yeah. be careful because you can consume Don't media take. at an unhealthy rate. But what are you talking about? <laughs> you, are you telling me watching Friends in 39 days is unhealthy? Yeah, that was not okay. <laughs> Jackson, um, how dare you? Do you want to do hot take or go right to the main? Um, I'm going to do, well, we got to go over the results of the anime adventure poll. Yes. And then I'll do my quick hot take and then we can go into main. Uh, so last episode, Jackson watched Sword Art Online. Mm -hmm. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. He gross. had some very interesting thoughts about it. Pretty gross. Uh, don't give yeah. away the thoughts. Then they won't go watch the episode. You got to leave them in suspense. Oh my gosh. What did he think? That's such a controversial anime. Dear God, Jackson. Oh, it's almost like you've never been a content creator before. I'm sorry. I'm just um, not a clickbait content creator. <laughs> I'm every content creator is a clickbait content creator. That's based. Anyway, <laughs> so we put out a poll on the community tab on YouTube and um, in the description or like, you know, down there mm -hmm. on Spotify. And looking at the combination of the two votes or the two different polling places... The options were My Hero Academia, Spy Family, or Gurren Lagann. Uh, I'm just going to go based off of the YouTube community poll because the Spotify one was kind of, I mean, it wasn't like indecisive, but it was like it tied. Uh, and YouTube has better stats. Anyway, with 94 votes, Gurren Lagann comes in third at 12th place. My Hero Academia comes in second at twenty with 23%. Let's go. And... The winner is Spy Family with 65% of the vote. It's another on. blowout. I need Come to on. pick the anime better so it's not so one-sided. But uh, Spy Family <sighs> will be the next anime that Jackson watches. And I don't know for sure when that episode's coming. I think it's the first episode in May. Yay. But stay tuned oh, sorry. for more on that scheduling later. Um, <laughs> I switched. So... I switched tabs and lost the um, lost the video for a second. Um, yes, very good. I like it. 
Um, you had a little a little hot take here that might ruffle some feathers, right, and I'm, I'm very very curious to hear it. We're we have a lot to talk about today, so keep it somewhat brief. But I think we can I'll try. transition from this. So please enjoy. So I have my popcorn. <laughs> I this week watched The Little Mermaid. Again, like I rewatched it for the first time in like four years since I last watched it. And upon watching it, I just had the realization The Little Mermaid is just a bad movie. And everyone is blinded by nostalgia. Like, Ooh. Ariel's the worst Disney princess. She is completely self, selfishly motivated and actively destroys lives in the process of her selfish motivations. Prince Eric is... I mean, it's like that, it's like that meme from The Office where it's like corporate needs you to see the difference between these two pictures, except one picture is Prince Eric and the other one is a cardboard box. Um, they're the same picture. He has no personality. He has no defining character traits other than like he's a good person, which is not a defining character trait. That's just kind of like the bare minimum. Like that's that's the standard. That's not an exception. Um, 90% of the characters in this movie enable Ariel's bad behavior. And honestly, it's just not a great movie. Ursula is a good villain. But other than that, it's not a great movie. So I'm sitting there watching it. And I had this realization because The Little Mermaid got a prequel and a sequel, which please don't make me talk about the sequel. <laughs> I would rather eat rocks we should than talk a, about The Little Mermaid too. We should do a um, commentary video on that one. No, you're so right because <sighs> maybe we will. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> and I had this realization that The Little Mermaid is to the Disney princess franchise that is this, it's the same thing that cars is to the pixar franchise where like the first movie was was okay but not that great like it didn't really do anything different and then the sequels are like meh except for the fact that like cars is better because cars 2 is actually good uh the little mermaid huh. 2 is not good it's objectively bad on every standard but yeah, the, the little, little mermaid, mermaid is, is pretty bad the princess equivalent of the Cars franchise, which some people get mad. They're like, how dare you? Cars is actually a good movie. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Really? Like, I mean, it's good. It's okay. Okay. It's Cars 1 is good on the surface level. Yes. Cars 2 is good on the surface level. Cars 3 is just bad. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. That's my hot take. The Little Mermaid is a bad movie. Ariel's the worst princess, but you guys are just blinded by nostalgia. And wow. I know for those of you who say, but Sleeping Beauty exists, but Snow White exists. Okay, those movies came out in like the 1930s. Like those don't count. <laughs> like I was talking about this with my mom and she was like, well, Sleeping Beauty barely, like Sleeping Beauty and Snow White barely talk in those movies. And I'm like, mom, people barely talked in those movies. Yeah. Like, that no, that's not a fair argument. The Little Mermaid came out in like the eighties. We were doing movies a lot better by the eighties. Yeah, you. <laughs> there's a lot of wiggle room to make better there. Anyway. Okay, I'm trying. Our main topic. I'm really trying to make this meme for you. Hold on. Are you? <laughs> are you making the Prince Eric meme? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, you can continue. I'm trying to think because 
Uh, oh, can I start the main topic? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can. Uh, so, main topic today is the downfall of the Walt Disney Company mm-hmm. over the last, like, three, four or so years, give or take. And I'm pretty sure my mouse just died. So that means I'm going to have to do the rest of this episode with my trackpad. How fun. Um, anyway, <laughs> when we were putting these show notes together, it was kind of interesting to look back on the last few years because I don't think we realized this episode comes out March 6th is the release date. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to think that like three years ago today, we still hadn't been hit by the C word virus. Yet. Uh, I don't want to say it, sorry. Need to get special tags on Spotify. Um, but at the same time, like, the world hadn't been flipped upside down yet. And it's only been three years, which it feels like a lot longer. But it was very interesting to go back through these I'm past so few years and figure out and try to pinpoint, okay, where did the downfall actually start? And based on Jackson and I kind of going back and forth and looking at the facts, we have determined that the downfall started in 2019. Or like 2019 was the last peak before everything kind of started to go downhill. And in 2019, just like for a reference for those who forgot what movies we got in 2019, I have the list right here. We have, let's see, we have like live action Dumbo, Captain Marvel, um, Avengers Endgame, live action Aladdin, Toy Story 4, live action in air quotes Lion King. And then we get into... Disney Plus also launched in 2019. So you have like Lady and the Tramp, which went to Disney Plus, that Noel Christmas movie with Anna Kendrick that went to Disney Plus. That's pretty good. And then your big hitters like Frozen 2 and Star Wars, the flop of Skywalker. I mean, the rise of Skywalker. (coughs) Same. Um, Anyway. But then you also have some really good stuff like Mando Season 1 came out in 2019, and that was really good. But then as you kind of go from there and start to extrapolate like 2019 really was the last peak because everyone was like really excited about Disney plus and then Disney plus hit the snag of like, okay, but like we need a bunch of new content. I think Disney plus is kind of self-sustaining now, Mm -hmm. but things get hairy in January of 2020 when Bob Iger stepped down as CEO and Bob Chapek took over. And I think most of the Disney downfall you could pin most of the blame on Bob Chapek and the stuff that he was trying to do. But also, like, I feel like I can't get super mad at the guy because... He was not set up for success. I mean, he he was not set up for success. And listen, I have a little conspiracy theory here. Put on your tinfoil hats, everyone. Put on your tinfoil hats, kids. Um, Welcome back to Joe Rogan. I think Bob Iger knew... That that C word virus was coming. Um, I think he could read the writing on the wall with how it was going through other countries, and how that was affecting business. And I think he stepped down and put Chapek in, and knew exactly what was going to happen, and did not set Chapek up for success. Uh, because you can't tell me a company as big as Disney with as many like hands and. Well, maybe hands is the wrong word, but like connections in all these different countries, they didn't know that right. this kind of thing was going to happen. So it's like, okay, if you see that writing on the wall, and and Bob Iger has 
well, I don't want to say had, still has a really good, like, he had a really good run at Disney. He bought Marvel. He bought Fox. He bought Star Wars and, like, revitalized the parks. Like, he got us Galaxy's Edge and he got us, I don't know, what else did he do at the parks? I'm trying to think. It's really just been Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's something mm -hmm. else there. Uh, I mean, you can count Avengers Campus at Disneyland. Um, but, ah, like, he brought so back sorry. Star Wars. He brought Disney Plus. Like, he did all of these things. So why would you want to end that term as CEO on, oh, I'm the guy who made Disney suffer during the pandemic years. Mm -hmm. So I think he saw that was coming and then stepped out and left Chapek. Yeah. To his own, so but, that, that but, left, but, but that's my conspiracy theory. That left parks to close, and that left most movies getting delayed or pushed to Disney Plus. Now another theory, because wasn't wasn't Bob Chapek over parks before he was CEO? Yes, Chapek was the president of Parks and Experiences before he was CEO of the entire company. So I and could arguably also... he did a good job with parks mm -hmm. when he was just over parks but the problem came in when he was over everything yeah so i would argue that another theory that could be presented is that they knew the c-word virus was coming and they saw that how big of a hit that would be to parks and as the head of parks they say hey we think you're fit to do this and he just wasn't so yeah. that's he another was not the theory. best choice it's kind of hard to say i'm just saying I'm just saying Bob Iger came back, like went right back into his position once we all decided we didn't like Shapek. It's a little suspicious. But that left Not yet, just a, just a tiny bit. Just a little. We left that left part closes and most movies getting delayed or pushed to Disney Plus, which leads us into 2020, which movies that released in 2020 were Onward. Artemis Fowl, Hamilton, Mulan, Soul, and The Clone Wars Season 7. Most of these going to Disney Plus, like Artemis Fowl was on Disney Plus, and it reviewed horribly. Like, Yeah, that was awful. just a bad movie. Hamilton was a big win because I think that was the first time like a video version of Hamilton was readily accessible to the general public. Yes. Um, but then, and Onward went to theaters... Um, and it didn't do well at like theaters. a week before the pandemic hit, and so it didn't. Do it well came in out theaters, like, like this time, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't do well because they had to shut down everything right after. And I actually got to see it in theaters, and that was the last movie I saw in theaters I before didn't. lockdown. So we, you want to know the last movie I saw in theaters before the lockdown what? was Sonic the Hedgehog one. <laughs> it's probably uh is that better than onward i think it might be it's a little poetic uh I don't know. if you will um so there was onward and then there's like mulan the live action mulan which i think we can we agree that that's not a good movie i feel like the live action mulan um, is not as bad as some of the other live actions but it's still not great um no it's bad but here i i it's a hot take and it's a question that I want to pose to you, but I also want to pose to the audience. Mm -hmm. Name one good live-action Disney movie that's not a remake of a pre-existing movie. Exactly. <laughs> and it didn't hit me until mm -hmm. I was watching The Little Mermaid this week. I was like, oh my gosh, animation is what Disney does. 
Yeah. Like, that's their thing. And they've only started doing more live-action stuff recently, which I would argue says a lot about the climate of, like, the film industry and how mm -hmm. animation is legitimate filmmaking in their eyes. Like, obviously, we think it's, like, legitimate medium, legitimate, like, way of telling stories. But right. the film industry as a whole, especially the more, like, old cronies, if yeah. you will, who run the Oscars and stuff, uh, they don't see it that way. And that's why a lot of things are getting live-action remakes. Mm -hmm. But that, I could we could do a whole episode on yeah. that. Um, no, it's bad. But then you get you get movies like Soul, which had mixed reviews. A lot of people love Soul. I think it's just okay. I don't really get it. I think from a Christian worldview, it's kind of hard to understand Soul just because you know that's not how it works, or that's not how you, right. that's not what you, how you believe it works. Um, so from that point of view, it's hard to kind of get into it for me. Um, but. Clone Wars season seven came out, which is big. You haven't watched that, don't you? Don't I have not that. seen it. You're not allowed to talk about it. You haven't watched it, but it's it was big. really good though. It's pretty big. So it made me really sad because the last episode came out May fourth, twenty twenty, which was the day before my eighteenth birthday. So it felt like my childhood was ending the day before my actual childhood was ending. <sighs> Got him. Beautiful. Anyway, continue. So Disney starts doing the premium purchases for certain movies like Mulan. I don't think they're doing this anymore because it was received no, they're not. so they got rid poorly. Of but also, like, what a dumb decision to be like, you know this streaming service that you already pay monthly for? You can, once you're in there, you have to buy this movie for an additional charge. That's like paying to get into a club just to have just to walk into another hallway with another bouncer or like all right 12 more dollars yeah get in. and like, what huh and the dumb thing about that was it wasn't even like you got to keep the digital copy mm -hmm. it wasn't like you're buying your digital copy through voodoo or whatever it's you're paying 30 dollars to watch this movie as many times as you want Whenever you want, until we add it to Disney Plus for free, and then your thirty dollars really goes nowhere. And then everyone. It would be different if it was like, okay, you bought your digital copy on the Microsoft Store, or Voodoo, or Amazon, mm -hmm. or whatever, but you can watch it through Disney Plus, and like you can get a certain code that then tells us you bought it somewhere else, but you can still watch it on Disney Plus with the rest of yeah. the Disney library. So it was just a really stupid thing that they rolled out, and I also think. And you brought this up earlier before we started recording. Was Disney Plus like detrimental to Disney as a company? Mm -hmm. And I would say yes. And this is where it started was with the, oh, it'll be on Disney Plus and in theaters. So if you want to go see it in theaters, you can. Or if you want to watch it on Disney Plus. Now, a lot of other streaming services did that. HBO Max did that. And that was a good, it worked out for them. Because they were it free and included with your subscription to HBO Max. It mm -hmm. wasn't an additional fee. With Disney Plus, like you said, you have the fee, like the subscription fee, and then you have another $30 on top of that, which arguably that $30 would be cheaper than taking like a family of four to the movie theater. People have true. done the math and broken it down, and that is 100% true. But you now are confusing families and saying, okay, well, 
and they're and they're still doing this. Is like all of their theater movies come out, and then three months later they're on Disney Plus. Like they hit Disney Plus before they hit DVDs, and I'm like, okay, so now you're just shooting yourself in the foot mm -hmm. because like why would I go see Black Panther in theaters when I can just avoid spoilers for three months and watch it for free on Disney Plus? Like, see, obviously it doesn't affect me as much because I have Regal Unlimited, yeah. but that's what's hard for the whole like streaming versus theater is like back when there was like if you go to the theater you might die don't go to the theater like okay yeah let's do streaming but we can go back to the theater and we've proven that we want to go back to the theater so right we've been able to go back to the theater for like two years now so it's not stop. so as the, big of a deal as it was before like this dual release doesn't work in the real world like right it can like you said why would you pay to see it in theaters if you could just wait and watch it on disney plus so i almost feel like they it's just i feel like they're too accessible does that make sense it's like they're so accessible that no one cares to the point where like if it's all on Disney Plus, I don't care to watch it. Why would I? I want to see it in the theater. Or if I don't, like or like Avatar, like you didn't see Avatar in the theaters. No, I I'm did. waiting till it comes to Disney Plus, but then I'll watch it like four months after it's on Disney Plus because I don't want James Cameron to get the satisfaction of me watching Avatar: The Way of Water. Anyway, so yeah, the whole the whole dual release isn't really working anymore. I feel like it worked temporarily, but it doesn't anymore. I feel like I really I really like the accessibility of streaming, but I also feel like there is something to say for like too many options and you want to go seek out the movies that you want to watch. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, if we move into 2021, this is where we see the Marvel shows start to kick in. Marvel's back. Marvel's back. Because 2020, and you know, you know what? I'll give Disney a pass for 2020. Mm -hmm. 2020 was a rough year for everyone. Yeah. Big companies included. Like, Disney took a big hit in 2020 because the parks were closed for a, like abnormal amount of time. And that's their, like, biggest source of revenue comes from the parks. I don't think people realize that. Like, mm -hmm. yes, their movies make a lot of money, but the parks, like, make a lot more money than that. Dude. So. I think you, people don't realize Disney can pay the electricity for a park for a month with one day of popcorn sales. That is a yeah. true, that is a fact. <laughs> like, there's a lot of money right there. So. And if you've, and I've kind of like skimmed through and listened to some of like their financial calls and stuff, because I'm kind of a nerd like that. <laughs> um, but late 2020 and early 2021, they were actually like down and in the red. Usually they're in the black, but like they were down and in the red because the parks were closed and they were like, now we're seeing the financial ramifications of that. And they're still building back up now. They didn't hit positive numbers, I think, until like middle of last year. Mm. Um, which is crazy, but 2020 was a rough year. I'll give everybody a pass. We got no Marvel. We got really no Star Wars except for the Clone Wars. Um, 
And it was just a rough year. So 2021, Marvel comes in kicking. We got, what, five shows? Yeah. In one year? Uh, on top of four movies. So that's cool. We got, like, no Star Wars stuff. We got Visions. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, And then in terms of animated movies, we had... Ray and the Last Dragon. Um, did Ray and the Last Dragon do good Luca, in Luca. Um, it did okay in theaters. It I think it made like 130 million. Yep, that's exactly it. But that was also that was also another movie that got the dual release. Like it was on in theaters and on Disney Plus at the same time. Yeah. With the with the premium pay whatever. Um so we also got in Kanto in twenty twenty one, which as of right now, is I'm pretty sure the highest grossing animated Disney film of the pandemic era. Yeah. Do you think And it only made two hundred and fifty million. That doesn't uh, <laughs> Do you think that there's something not great something to say for Encanto doing really, really well on Disney Plus just ruined the future for Disney Plus because they said what if we did that again? Do you think there's a point to be made there of like, because it was successful, they kept doing something that's dysfunctional? Yes and no. Because I remember last year, we talked about Encanto blew up mm-hmm. after it was put on Disney+. And I talked about, okay, well, let's see what the ramifications of this are on Turning Red. Because I remember Turning Red was supposed to be in theaters, and then it got moved to Disney Plus yeah. exclusive. And I was like, okay, is this because Encanto did really well after it was put on Disney Plus? That obviously did not pan out to be the case. Mm-hmm. Turning Red did not have the same great success that Encanto did. Do you want to know the which, difference? Encanto um, is a Encanto good movie. Encanto was actually good. <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so based. I think Encanto also hit a much broader audience. Yeah, no, it did. Because, ev- let's be honest, everyone can relate to family trauma and family uh, issues. Spicy nostalgia. Yo, can everyone relate to being an adolescent girl who can turn into a red panda? No. No. Uh, so, in, the, in so, that sense, you couldn't, it's hard to compare them because they're so different, but also because of their release schedule, like, they're the same no and we'll get into this a little more as we get into like 2022 well i don't know i don't have much more to say about 2021 other than it was a really marvel heavy year which leads into 2022 marvel fatigue is finally starting to set in can i say something about turning red versus encanto um According to the nationalnews.com, an article that was released uh, last year, says a charming story about a teenage girl, 13, who transformed into a giant red panda whenever she gets excited. Turning red lost about $168 million, ranking only $20 million at the global box office. I did not realize it fought Wait. that hard. There is no way that that's true. Where did it go in the theater? I totally don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Where was it at in the theater, though? I don't know. Let me look at the box office. Because it was supposed to be a Disney Plus exclusive. Yeah, there's no way. And not in any theater. Unless that's like it generated $20 million in revenue on Disney Plus. That's probably what it is. 
That's what I imagine. But yeah, the box office mojo says streaming, the same thing. Streaming movies are so hard to calculate the box office on those because it's not an easily trackable number. Because because it's like okay, yeah. does my ten dollars a month like if I just watch Turning Red, does that go straight to Turning Red? Like what's I don't the, know how that works. What's the but, divvying up of funds? Okay, are we going into? But like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, twenty twenty two. It's rough. It's pretty uh, rough. It this was a rough year. Yeah. And something that I want, because Turning Red's the first thing that I have in twenty twenty two. I want to say, word and we talked about this with the Mario movie. This is what's going to sell the Mario movie. Word of mouth is a lot more powerful than I think these companies understand mm -hmm. turning turning red was killed by word of mouth yeah most disney movies last year were killed slaughtered even by word of mouth because like i watched turning red and my mom said how was it could we watch that and i said eh, it was okay but based on your values as a parent and how you're raising my sister i don't think you'd like this movie mm -hmm. nor would you like her to watch this movie okay that's three more people who did not watch turning red and i'm not the only one who was talking like that mm-hmm so word of mouth is killing Disney right now. And it's really elevating other movies like the bad guys and mm -hmm. minions and Puss in Boots, which we'll talk about those in a minute. Um, but it should also be noted that the two animated Disney movies that went to theaters last year, Lightyear and Strange World, were both financial flops. Yep. Like Lightyear made $226 million. But that was still, like, way under what they thought it was going mm -hmm. to make. Like, I remember they were predicting it was going to, like, slam the box off. It was going to be the big summer movie. And then it just wasn't. Yeah. Because word of mouth got out and said, hey, if you like Toy Story, you're probably not going to like this movie. Because it's just it's just milking the Toy Story franchise. I sent you a tweet the so, other day about that. Hold on. Let me try to find it. It was essentially, like, the director uh, was, like... Yeah, maybe that was asking too much of audiences to try to do a science sci-fi story based on their favorite character. I'm like freaking goober. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Also, it was just a bad movie. <laughs> if you make a good movie, people will tell other people it's a good movie, and then they'll go see the good movie. Right, but this it's is how like, I don't America to works. Chris Evans. I don't, yeah, capitalism, baby. Um, I don't want to listen to Chris Evans do a Tim Allen impersonation. I want to hear Tim Allen do a Buzz Lightyear voice. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, love him or hate him, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. I don't. I think everybody can agree on that. Yeah. Nobody's sitting here saying Chris Evans is the new Buzz Lightyear. Like, obviously, they're not bringing Chris Evans in for Toy Story 5. They went back to Tim mm -hmm. Allen. And I think that's in part because Lightyear didn't do very well. And you can see they set up Lightyear to be a franchise but it's definitely not getting one now, no. uh, which is a shame because that was one of my favorite parts of Toy Story was the Buzz Lightyear versus the evil Emperor Zerg. Like th there was a lot of potential there, but the problem is, and we've talked about it before. You made this movie that retroactively never existed, but you made it exist because this is the movie that Andy watched that made him really love Buzz Lightyear. Okay, he was never mentioned in the first Toy yeah. Story movie that Buzz Lightyear came from a movie. Ever. Wasn't it a So like you retroactively created this movie. Yeah. Well, there was a Buzz Lightyear cartoon and that's what people wanted. 
yeah was the buzz lightyear cartoon because it wasn't beholden to setting up all of these things in a toy story universe it was just buzz lightyear and the intergalactic star command and evil emperor zerg and his evil robot army like that's what people wanted not oh this was andy's favorite movie that he watched and now we made it for you even though it looks like a 2022 space movie and not a 1990 space movie which so, there was so much potential there to do like a 1990 space movie like that could have been really could cool. really lean into it um but nope nope because heaven forbid we do something creative <laughs> Uh, I know, right? God forbid Pixar do something creative. Yeah, what? I think this is when Whoa. the Marvel fatigue started to hit really hard in 2022 as well. Ooh, just yeah. to touch on that a little more, like we were just getting show, show, movie, show, movie, movie. We did a whole episode about we were essentially Marvel like fatigue. we were essentially like, yo, we're we can't talk about Marvel anymore because there's so much there. That there's we don't know what to talk about and we can't consume it fast enough. Yeah, and I think recently, like very recently, they've realized this and they've slowed down the Marvel timeline. Thank God, because now yeah, we're getting thank only God. two shows. Bob Iger came back and actually, thank you, Bob. Oof, Bob Iger started doing his job. So we we're doing two shows this year, right? Yes, it's supposed to be Secret Invasion and Loki season two, which I might watch. And that's both. it. I'm definitely watching Loki. And then we're getting, movie-wise, we're getting Ant-Man, Guardians, and the Marvels. And then after the Marvels, there's re- supposedly not another Marvel movie until, like, 10 months later. So we're talking about not seeing a Marvel movie, what, that comes out in November? So, like, till September of next year, Which there like, won't be another Marvel movie? I mean, they'll probably bump something Oh, up, I'm sure. But, yeah. still, even having a six-month break would be nice. You also um, bring up the fact that this leaving room for other animated movies to do well. I mean, the bad guys made two hundred and fifty million dollars, where Lightyear made two hundred and twenty-six. <laughs> like, I think this yeah, is the um, first time in a long time we've seen other studios beat Disney in the animation category, and I'm kind of here for it. And not, you know. The Oscars are a sham, but it should be noted. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna look it up real quick just so I can mm-hmm. double check. Um, where's I'm trying to find like all the nom. Oh, that's not our Oscars. Oopsie doopsies. Mm-hmm. Um, best picture actor. Da 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 da. Animated feature. There we go. Um. Disney only has one in the best animated feature. And usually that's like the Disney category. Mm -hmm. Like how hard do you have to fall off to go from the animation category? You have a like 90% chance of winning an Oscar to, oh man, you have a 20% chance just like everybody else. Mm Because for those who don't know, the best animated feature this year, or yeah, Google, just get rid of my thing. Um, Best animated feature this year is Turning Red, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, The Sea Beast, and Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Which, honestly, I haven't even seen three of those movies. Um, which heard, is kind of a shock. I've to heard me. The Sea I need Beast to go watch is amazing. Them. 
I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, one. I know that's a Netflix original. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, and I want to watch it, but that's a really hard fall off for Disney. That like Lightyear and Strange World could not get nominated. Yeah. Dude, Strange uh, World made seventy three million dollars, and then the Minions Rise. Of it was Groove, a flop. It flopped like, hard. Seventy three million. Meanwhile, Minions Rise of Gru made nine hundred million. <laughs> Almost past a billion. Yeah, it's pretty close. Almost a million. Now the question is, can the Mario pass a bi- can the Mario movie pass a billion? <laughs> Mario movie possibly. <laughs> Mario movie sweet. Let's go. <laughs> uh, hey, it got bumped up. It got bumped up two days to April fifth instead of April seventh. <laughs> So, I mean, hey, they're like, you know what? Two extra days to make money, baby. Let's go. We got a winner. You also have to remember, it's coming out Easter weekend. So, like. It's true. I think that, because I think, I think they know that, like, there are some in the religious crowd who won't go see it opening weekend because of how that weekend plays out. Yeah. Because um, you're busy. But then they're like, you're busy. Yeah. And they're like, okay, here, we got you. Like, Put it out. Boom. You can go see it Wednesday, Let's Thursday. <laughs> and then, bam, got it. Then, uh, then Good Friday. So they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So Good Friday, you take the weekend off. We moved to 2023. I mean, yeah. I was just going to... I just really want to illustrate how hard Universal kicked Disney to the curb. Because for those who don't know, Universal owns DreamWorks and Illumination. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I've brought this point up on an episode before. I think I was saving it for this episode. But it really seems like Universal is reading the room and is ready to kick disney to the curb mm-hmm. like i think disney's time on top is coming to an end and universal is going to take that top spot for a while and i say that especially because universal now is in partnership with one of the biggest companies in the world like just in terms of brand recognition in nintendo like everyone knows nintendo everyone knows mario at the bare minimum most people know zelda most people know Animal Crossing. Like, Nintendo franchises are some of the most iconic in the world. And I think if Universal was going to partner with any company and have a chance of rivaling against Disney, Nintendo was the right choice. Because now they have Super Nintendo World. They have the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, And then Nintendo has their games. So, like, Universal can indirectly compete in the gaming space, which is somewhere that Disney has really... Kind of dropped and just kind of left to whoever yeah so i think universal is going to come out on top here not to mention like to talk parks for just a second disney had their huge d23 and talked about their parks panel and they're like yeah we're thinking about doing something in magic kingdom and we're thinking about doing something in uh animal kingdom and we're thinking about doing something here and then universal is like okay cool we're building epic universe in orlando that'll have super nintendo world and we're building two new theme parks in two other states. I'm pretty sure they're doing one in Texas. Texas? I think it's Texas. And then, um, let me double check. I think, are they doing two two in Texas? Um, Epic Universe announcement. Yes. They're doing one in Frisco, Texas. Okay. And I think that's the only one. Dude, that's the new one. We should go. <laughs> I, think, I think we should go. I would go to Texas before I go to California. Um, <laughs> Same. But, like, Disney's just kind of stump fumbling around with their parks, and then Universal's like, okay, cool. Super Nintendo World, bam. Mm-hmm. And we're opening new parks in new places. Like, boom. In Texas, which Texas is that nice middle ground mm-hmm. for people who, like, 
instead of having to go to either coast to get to a park, like Texas will be that nice middle ground for the more, I guess, Midwest people yeah. who wouldn't necessarily want to come all the way to Florida or all the way to California. So good on Universal. Yeah. Now that was a good choice. 2023 is a rough year. It's I'm even scared. rougher I'm so far I'm than. So um, So. 2023, first of all, we started off with Disney Plus lost 2.3 million subscribers in quarter one, 2023, which I know some people are like not super big into the numbers, but like mm-hmm. 2.3 million subscribers, that's a lot of people to lose in one quarter. So something's going wrong there. But 2023, I feel like it's not going to be a great year given that Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was bad. Quantumania. It was bad. Sorry. Not only was it bad, but it's had the second biggest weekend drop-off at 71%. Or I'm sorry, I read that wrong. The biggest second weekend drop-off at 71%. The other films that have like high numbers in second weekend drop-off are all Phase 4 MCU films. Mm-hmm. In Doctor Strange 2 at 67%, Thor Love and Thunder at 68% and the Eternals at 62%. Yeah. So for those who want to say Marvel fatigue is not real. No, it's real. Uh based on those numbers. Yeah. We're also like yes, Bob Iger is back. Thank God. He came in at the end of last year and is now focusing on quality over quantity by slowing down the MCU. Can I ask a question? A uh, release slate. Can I ask yes. So if I'm understanding this correctly, second weekend drop-off means so it will release on like a Friday and then yep that and it has weekend, that whole weekend and then the next weekend 71% less the next weekend revenue than the weekend before. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Making sure that was understood. So so yeah, Bob's back yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're Hopefully doing more quality. Slowing things back down. Yes. But what's interesting is Bob Iger also announced, or it came out somehow that they're doing like Frozen 3, Toy Story 5, Zootopia 2. And it's like, okay, so Disney, the company that was originally founded on the principle of pushing the boundaries and trying new things and doing new original things isn't doing new and original things. They're doing sequels and live action remakes. Like we're getting live action little mermaid this year, which again, if they just adapt the, the original movie, not going to be a great movie. Um, mm. Will I go see it? Maybe Probably if not. I have a free day Here's and I feel thing. like I have nothing better to do. It will go to Disney plus. So why would I go see it? That's true. <laughs> why would I waste time at the theater when I can watch it on Disney plus while I'm working and uh, turn it off if it's bad? Like what? <laughs> but then they also announced this week that they're doing Peter Pan and Wendy, which comes out in April, which just doesn't look great either. And it's like, okay, but again, do we need another Peter Pan movie? Yeah. Like Peter Pan is up there with Cinderella in terms of like, we just have too many of these movies. Like yeah. no more, please. Um, so I'm worried that they're leaning into more sequels and live action remakes than original ideas, which here's the thing. I don't want to say they're not doing original ideas because they have wish, which is an animated movie that comes out in November Mm -hmm. and 
Elemental is a Pixar movie that it will also be original. Elemental. So they looks are still doing like... some original stuff. Elemental looks a lot like Inside Out to me, and so no, I'm it a really worried. does. So... I yeah, I'm kind of worried about it too. Um, but like, I don't understand why Disney is not going the animated route. Like, they're doing a live action Haunted Mansion this year, which the trailer for that looks okay. Yeah. Um, also, I'm obviously going to hold it to a super high standard because I love Haunted Mansion. But it's also really dumb to release a spooky movie in the summer. Save that for why, October. Okay, why are you releasing a spooky movie in July? Save that for October. <laughs> it got it got bumped forward from like August 5th to July 28th. I'm like, why? This is not a summer movie. This is like release it in September. So it's in theaters on Halloween. Yeah. Like that movie, that movie is not being set up for success. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a rough state for mm-hmm. Disney right now. And unless you have anything else to say, I don't I want to go into our last point. I don't, which is going to be the most controversial one. And the one I... that I saved for last, because we've, because we've never talked about anything like this on the podcast before, but we've danced around it until now. <laughs> we've danced around it until now. And listen, I'm just gonna just gonna be very upfront with the audience here. This is really gonna be the only time we talk about this mm-hmm. type thing. Because movies and and this kind of transitions into the point is movies and media and stuff that we enjoy and watch and consume is meant to be an escape from reality. It's not meant... And while, yes, it can mirror reality and help us process and understand and, you know, better comprehend things that are happening in reality, they're not supposed to drag in real-world... Real-world issues into our movies. And the most controversial point is that Disney is catering to the woke agenda, which... Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, oh, my gosh. They're turning into that oh, podcast. It's ben but like Shapiro over here. Like, what are we just, doing? You, it's reached a point where it's not really an opinion anymore. It's more of an objective fact. And when I, and when I say objective fact, I mean that if you look at the main promotion that got out, for Lightyear and Strange World. And this kind of goes back to the word of mouth that killed these two movies is all of the leading headlines for Lightyear was, oh my gosh, there's a lesbian kiss in the movie. That killed it. Like, you can say it was the bad promotion, it was a wrong release time, it was we know it's coming to Disney+. Plus, But at the end of the day, a majority of the market for these movies are conservative families who see that headline and then aren't going to go see that movie. And they aren't going to watch it on Disney+. Plus. And what's, what also makes it... Kind, I don't want to say difficult to talk about. But like... We... Jackson and I both have a Christian worldview. And we know not everybody agrees with that. But when we look at movies like that from this worldview... Like... It's hard for me to see a movie like Lightyear. And then say, okay, yeah, you should go see this movie. Because it has things in it that I vehemently is the wrong word um, that I just don't 
agree with, and mm-hmm. I don't agree with that lifestyle. Same for I didn't go see Strange World because like I, I I don't really have an interest in watching a movie, wh- which by the way had no marketing. So I'll give marketing a little mm-hmm. bit of credit on that one, but was also marketed as the first Disney movie with an openly gay lead. So like okay, you're turning off a majority of your audience again, and then getting upset when your movie makes seventy three million at the box office. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, we're only we're we're catering to the minority audience, and we're not making a lot of money. It's like whoa, it's almost like if you alienate a majority of your audience, you're not going to make a majority of your money. Yeah, it's almost like that's how capitalism works. And the thing is, like, if there is a gay character in a movie. I'm not going to instantly turn off the movie and go, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Right. Repent. Like, no, I I still enjoy movies. And if, like, and this is a big thing to talk about is, like, you seriously limit what you can watch if you only watch things that you agree with. And you seriously exactly. alien- alienate yourself and lose your ability to grow and understand other people if you only consume things that you agree with because who am i to hold other people to my standard so right that's not the point the point is not there is a gay character here i hate this movie the point is the only point of this character is they are gay and that is And they just, need to meet a quota yeah. and fill a checkbox so we can say we have our diversity. Mm-hmm. And that the diversity argument also applies to like people of color. Mm-hmm. Like don't just put people of color in a movie so you can check a box. Mm-hmm. Like they're people. Just, just like people are people. It's just a really If they fit the role, they fit the role. And yeah. and I mean you that argument can be extended to the little mermaid, like the live action. Like everyone's upset. Oh my gosh, Ariel's black. Like that's so wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, they haven't done anything to make me understand that. Okay. We chose this actress because she was the best fit for the role. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she has a great singing voice. Yeah. We think she's going to portray this character in the best light. If they said that instead of, Hey, by the way, Ariel's black and then nothing else. People would be viewing that mm-hmm. movie a lot differently than they yeah. do now. And it's all, it all comes down to that. And my issue with Strange World was like, okay, it looks like a really cool movie, but my issue is there's no substance. Mm-hmm. Like, your substance is, we have a gay character. Go watch our movie. Like, okay, you got to give me a little more than that. Like, yeah. when when a movie's defining characteristic is that there is a diversity checkmark in it, it makes me not want to go see the movie. That's a red flag because that it's not a good story. It's a <laughs> massive red flag and now I even, i'd bring this up for one thing onward hold on i want to bring this up for onward because there was such a pedal in marketing that there was a gay character in onward who was there for 30 seconds and was not even that clearly gay so it's kind of like just this this really crappy corporate move of like hey look we put this in the movie aren't we super cool go buy tickets when they did the just the absolute bare minimum and it's just it's just a crappy corporate marketing move and it turns me off to support them it just i don't want to support that yeah it's it's getting very hard 
to support Disney nowadays because, and I've said it before, like I was, I was talking to my family about it. Um, the last time they hiked their prices at the parks again, I looked at them and I said, okay, next family vacation, we're going to Universal. We're not going to Disney, mm-hmm. which was a big deal for me because I was raised at Disney. I mean, I got the Haunted Mansion hat on. Like Disney was my childhood. And now I'm like, no, I want to go do other stuff. Like there's other stuff out there for you to do. And if you bring it back to movies, the reason why Universal beat Disney out last year is because they had that positive word of mouth, but also their movies were just entertainment. Like they weren't trying to push some agenda on you. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to say, okay, well this is part of the world. Like you need to accept it. Like, Oh, there's a gay character. You need to accept that. We're pushing that on you. It was just, Hey, watch some anthropomorphic animals be bad guys, but then realize the error of their ways and they become good guys or watch Steve Carell do the impression of a child's voice for an hour and a half with these indestructible little pills or watch Puss in Boots about a cat who has to comprehend that, you know, life is not infinite and that you do have to come to terms right. with your life and make the most of it the whole time. And they were just good movies that were mm-hmm. entertainment for entertainment's sake. And that honestly that sells. <laughs> is what that's what movies were supposed to be. That's what Walt Disney created the company for mm-hmm. was entertainment for entertainment's sake. And honestly, love or hate him. Love him or hate him. Because I'm not going to sit here and say Walt Disney was a perfect person. Nobody's perfect. Everyone has their flaws. Mm-hmm. Was Walt Disney a great person outside of the creative and business aspect? I don't know. No. <laughs> but what I do want to say is that from just what he did creatively and how he was always pushing the boundaries and trying to make the best experience possible. Like that's why he made Disneyland is because he wanted a good clean environment and a safe environment for people to take their families. I respect that so much. Mm -hmm. And I want to be like that where it's like, okay, let's push the boundaries. Let's make entertainment for people to enjoy and escape reality. Mm -hmm. I think Walt Disney would be rolling in his grave if he saw where this company was at nowadays. Like, the standard family of four cannot go to Disney for a week without going into credit card debt. Mm-hmm. That is not how he intended this company to be. And there's a way to do that and still be profitable without putting families yeah. in debt. So my last point, because I know this kind of like, it's kind of an overarching mm-hmm. point, but it's people are like, oh, well, Disney did bad last year. Uh, because they put all their movies on Disney Plus. Okay, that's not true. Because our previously mentioned movies, like The Bad Guys and Minions, and I didn't put the Puss in Boots numbers on there, but it has done really well too. Um, people, like parents, are taking their kids to the movies. Yeah. Because those movies did well. And then like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, $400 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a not say, very pre-established IP in a media field. Right. Like, it's... (laughs) Saying people don't take their kids to the theater is wrong. People are taking their kids to the theater just not to see Disney movies. Because Disney now has that negative connotation with the word of mouth of Mm -hmm. every Disney movie is going to have something in it. And people are a lot more cautious about Disney movies now. And they're like, okay, I'm going to, like... Disney movies are no longer a blind ticket buy mm-hmm. for most people. I think is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, that's true. Um 
So I think unless you have anything else to say, I have one um, more point and um I was listening to I'd like a refund uh, another podcast here and I they made a, they had a really good conversation about this but like you can't just say you can't not support one company if that makes sense it's the sense of like oh you can cancel your Disney Plus if you want I'm sure DreamWorks has some skeletons in the closet I'm sure like okay you cancel your Disney Plus but you still shop at Target you still shop on Amazon like there's no easy way to get around everything but you can also say oh this movie is not reviewing well it has values that I don't believe in and I don't want my children believing in let's not go see it there's a difference between I don't support this company and like let's not go see this movie because I love Disney World. I love going to Disney World. I'm wearing a resort-exclusive Disney Windbreaker right now. <laughs> I love Disney World. So it's kind of like consumers are in a really weird spot right now where they don't want to support it, but like what they like. And so it's a weird... Right. We're in this weird middle ground of like, I don't like that, but I like this. So let's let's not... Let's not just boycott everything. Let's just have an honest conversation about our values and what we want. Right. And I think that's honestly the best way to do it. If a movie has values that you don't agree with, don't go see the movie. If Disney puts out, like, Disney put out Strange World. I didn't go see that. But I went and saw Ant-Man. Like, because Ant-Man didn't really have anything overtly there that I was like okay I have an issue mm-hmm. with this same for like am I gonna go see Haunted Mansion probably I'm definitely gonna go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 mm-hmm. like this is not this episode is not to say that we're never gonna watch anything Disney ever yeah. again like I'm still watching I'm watching The Mandalorian right now on Disney Plus I'm gonna watch Loki season 2 but the things that Disney puts out that I don't agree with I'm not gonna watch those things and like we also just need I don't agree with the message that's in there. And and it's not like this is a new concept either. Like, this is not just a, oh, it's like the gay stuff that I don't agree with. No, th- th- no. This, putting messages in movies that you don't agree with has existed since the beginning of movies. Like, it's not a new concept. It's yeah. just a more controversial topic now. And that so, being said... And like you said, Disney- every company... Go ahead. Every company has skeletons in their closet. Amazon... It's not great. Target probably got something. DreamWorks and Universal and Illumination, they all probably got something. But Disney's the most openly mm-hmm. forward with it. And that's probably the bigger... That's yeah. why it's easier to say I'm going to boycott Disney mm-hmm. because they're the most open about it. They open the closet and say, here's all our skeletons. You can very clearly see mm-hmm. them. While other companies keep that door closed and they say, hey... Universal here, we make movies and run a theme park. Mm-hmm. Like the skeletons in the closet, you don't need to see those. And that being said, it's gonna hurt business. Wrapping up, that being said, we also need the company to understand that that is why we don't want to see them. Because there's right. this pushing of, hey, believe this, believe this, agree with this. That like like, okay, if that's it, I don't want to see it. They're like, why did Strange World only make seventy two million? Because of that. So just right. because 
because of that, they're making less money and they need to understand that. <laughs> That's my closing yeah. statement. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's something that I think they'll learn over time. And I think Bob Iger is doing a really decent job of understanding mm-hmm. that because since he's come back, that stuff has kind of fallen to the background. It's still there. Yeah. But he knows that it's hurting business to be so forward about it. Mm -hmm. So I think our closing question here, and this is kind of like a more open-ended question. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have an answer, but can Bob Iger turn things around in the year and a half he has left as CEO? Because he's like, as we said earlier, slowed down the Marvel release slate, focused on quality over quantity, especially after all of the stuff that came out about VFX earlier this year or earlier last year. Um, so I'm interested to see how that continues to the rest mm-hmm. of the company. Are they going to realize, okay, Universal is beating us out because word of mouth and because we're putting these things in these movies. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. But that is really all I, all, that's yep. all I have to say. I'm no, a, that's all I got. We got, finally got to do my Disney downfall episode. I'm, I've been, I've been wanting to do this episode this since man, we did the Warner Bros. one in September. This man has won. I literally gave him the Warner Brothers episode to, to like fulfill that need so that we didn't have nope. to do this. And he was like, no, we're nope. doing it. And I was like, <laughs> fine. And it was a great time and it was a great conversation and I'm glad that we did it, but I'm also really hungry. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, and you know this is also an important conversation to have because Disney is one of the biggest media companies uh-huh. in the world, <laughs> and this is how it works: is the consumer gets to put checks and balances on a company. Yep, and that's what we're doing. So that's all I have to say. I'm also hungry. Um, I haven't eaten yet today. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of I don't know what I'm gonna eat for lunch yet. But uh, my girlfriend's family what, said uh, um, that they're at. They're at a break the brunch place, so I might. Whoa! I might drive over there for some brunch, but they also said they wanted to play Mario Party. So I don't know. What's the next? Oh, sorry. Anyway, our next episode to hard pivot from the Disney downfall. Our next episode is revisiting John Wick. In yes. You get your episode. So, I get and mine. I'm also. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> actually yes. Yeah. Um. And I'm going to go ahead and announce it now because if I do, that means we're stuck and we're beholden mm-hmm. to it. Um, right now, the plan is to go weekly episodes for the entire month of April mm-hmm. because lots to talk about. looking at how the schedule plays out with movie releases and stuff, um, there was just so much to talk about that it would not be doing great justice to those things to only have two episodes that mm-hmm. month. So it's essentially weekly from april 3rd to may 1st um so spy family will be the last like weekly episode before we bump well actually no that's a lie because we're probably going to do a review (laughs) on guardians of the galaxy uh so it'll be essentially we'll be weekly for a while stay tuned essentially stay tuned (laughs) we'll be weekly till we're not anymore no that's Um, that's that's the best way to put it oh so yeah Yeah. that's all i have um i i 
I'm gonna be honest. I forgot how to do the outro. I don't. That's fine. Because I don't have the note pulled up weeks. anymore. Um, um, thank you for watching this episode of the Nerdiest Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. If you like, also like what you heard, you can give five star reviews on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, then we'll read it on the show potentially. You can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast on YouTube at the Nerdiest Podcast. We're doing some great original content on YouTube, so go check that out. True. Um, thanks for listening and we hope to see you in the next episode. Uh, bye.